0: This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com bookstacked.
1: You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by bookstack.com. This is episode 20, and for episode 20, we went to Y'all West. We've got all that and more coming up for you in just a few minutes, so stay with us. Okay, thank you everybody for being here with us. Uh, for this is episode twenty. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure the last episode <laughs> was nineteen, and I should probably start off by saying that I made a mistake on the last episode. I said that we had hit our three year podcasting anniversary. It's actually two year. <laughs> um, yeah. three year website, two year there podcast. You go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just feel like I had to clear the air about that. <laughs> um, but okay, I'm here with Addie.
0: Hey guys.
1: And we are actually, like, in Addie's car <laughs> yeah. because we just finished a full day, uh, I guess weekend.
0: Weekend for you, yeah. day for me.
1: Full, uh, yeah, we just finished Y'all West.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, it was awesome. It's pretty funny yeah <laughs> it was especially the end part and that's what or the last bit and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode we're going to talk about our experience at y'all west what it was like and sort of i guess the authors we met some of the cool panels we went to maybe some of the things that we were we were able to get because there were lots of free swag and yeah. books and stuff so yeah um where do we start
0: um by trying to find each other in the morning You're trying to find each other this
1: morning? <laughs> right. Uh, that that just... became a little. Dif- that was a bit difficult. <laughs> well, I guess y'all Yalwa started with. Yeah. Y'all, it started yesterday. It was Friday night with yeah. Fierce Friday Preview Night. Yeah. Um. So you didn't actually get to go to that.
0: No, I had to work. So. Right. You went to it.
1: I did go, and it was fun. It was at the Santa Monica Library. Um. It was mostly just waiting in lines, though. <laughs> Now, admittedly, I did get there a bit late. Um, yeah,
0: see, you missed the tacos on the library a lot.
1: There actually were tacos, um, and they had a ton of tacos, and they made this announcement toward the end of it, and they're like, we bought too many tacos. And everybody thought, like, they were going to start offering free tacos or something. But then, no, and they're like, so we're reducing the price to $7 per taco. What? <laughs> something like that. They, but they're like, these are really good tacos, though. I, I don't even know what how much they cost before that.
0: I'm horrified at
1: that. But they they were selling tacos. Um, and they were, uh, yeah, they were expensive. So I did not grab a taco. <laughs> but, I mean, there were some games that you could tell they had some sort of game and activity uh-huh. going on um, before I got there, before the signings started. But uh, by the time I got there, it was signings. And, I mean, just off the bat, like Victoria Aveyard, James Dashner, Veronica Roth, those signings were completely... Uh, gone completely gone yeah completely booked and filled (laughs) like they were easily the most popular and the most in demand so yeah it was fun um I I went and met Danielle Page and I got a signed copy of Dorothy Must Die I think I think that's what it's called yes um I have not read her book (laughs) obviously um but we're gonna give that one away on the website and she signed a few bookmarks as well for us to give away so yeah it was a good experience. I don't know what more there is to say about that.
0: You're walking next to Alex Bracken, and oh, that no happened
1: right. I was I was walking for a while. I was just kind of like walking through the main part of the library, and there was this lady walking right next to me and I guess probably a couple minutes and seriously, I had no idea who she was and then all of a sudden she goes up to one of the All West organizers she's like, hi, I'm Alex Bracken and I was like, what the heck <laughs> and I was like, this isn't good because I feel like I know what most of the authors look like and yeah. stuff, but I was like, oh snap she was like right next to me and I had no idea who she was so clearly, uh I, I got better and after that I recognized her I saw her a lot uh, this weekend actually so,
0: yeah So today started out kind of sad
1: oh right do you want to tell that story about how we attempted to meet yeah. Veronica Roth
0: <laughs> yeah we yeah we stood in we got here early and then we got or got to the they we're gonna give out wristbands to go to the Veronica Roth book signings so we get there early we we keep being told you know no don't line up yet we're not lining up we're just waiting and then you know they're like okay it's time. So clearly a mob just rushes. We're So we're, we think we're in a good place and we get to like, there's like five people in front of us and they're like, we're done. We're, there's no more wristbands to give. Right. So that was kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, we needed a wristband to see, because there were a few that were wristbanded. Um, yeah. Signings. Cassie Clear. Yeah, Cassandra Claire. Alexandra Bracken was one yeah. of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, Veronica Roth. Veronica Roth. Nicola Yoon was one of them as yes. well. Yes. Mm-hmm
1: and we were we barely missed the cutoff for Veronica. girl yeah which
0: is really disappointing (laughs) it was it was it was sad we were really just we we went across (laughs) because it was held at santa monica high school so we're going back and forth across the campus trying to figure out where we're supposed to go to get nothing yeah so the morning started off a bit off so that was that but i guess we'll get over it
1: yeah it I, I did get to see her a, couple, a few months ago, but it was sad, especially too, because you had this great idea, also. Yes. I, I flew in, um, through Allegiant Airlines. And I didn't have any Veronica Roth books. I do have We Can Be Mended, the small little epilogue. And I thought if I get a chance, you know, I'll have her sign that. But like all my Divergent books, because I'm studying, I'm going to school in Utah, all my books are actually in Arizona. And so I didn't have any like books to bring or anything. Okay, and then I had my carry-on bag with me I was carrying around the whole day. And on it is an, an Allegiant name tag type thing right yeah like a luggage tag. Yeah, Allegiant airline luggage tag and you wanted me to try and get veronica roth to sign it
0: yeah that, that would have been a good because we are told not to ask them you know in the green room for autographs you know interviews are fine but not autographs and i'm like that is a cool icebreaker you know just <laughs> you know but no it didn't happen
1: right so. And that was, like, the sad thing, too, because we did have press passes for this event, and so because of that, we were actually able to kind of go into the green room area space where yeah. a lot of the authors were hanging out and stuff, Yeah. but that was, like, the sucky thing because you don't want to, like, go up to them and mob them. At least, I felt like we shouldn't, I don't know. Yeah,
0: you should be, pl- you, like, you want to be professional and be taken seriously, but then you're like, oh my god, they are right there.
1: Right. I mean, there was a point where we were just sitting there, like, we...
0: We're sitting at the table in the green room, and then Cassandra Clare just walks by and sits down next to you. Right, Cassandra Clare. She was right next to you. She yeah, I mean, yeah. She passed right by me, and then she went <laughs> and sat behind you. And then Lauren Oliver was on the other table. Right. But um, and she yeah, remember, uh, we were sitting at um right when Cassie went by, and we were, t- we were reminiscing about Michael's fail.
1: We were talking about how Michael had dropped his book or threw it. At her, <laughs> when he finally met her to get his book signed,
0: and yeah, and so she was sitting at the table right next to, like, right next to us. I actually didn't put. Oh, we were
1: talking about that when she walked by us. Yes, I didn't.
0: <laughs> I not that, That's why he's are talking about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah, it was. So it was cool. We we were able to kind of like sit where the authors were sitting and stuff. But the one, the one sad part about that was just like we had to be professional and we couldn't be like
0: hi like I have your book can you please sign it because like yeah the, it yeah. looks unprofessional and then we might not get press passes right. for next year yeah
1: well and then the green room is like an area where they kind of like relax yeah after it's... having spent an hour or so going and signing things which the only I only had a couple people I really wanted to get or,
0: yeah. uh, something signed by
1: yes and that was Marie Lou and Alexandra Bracken and I got Marie Lou. We were able yeah, to get in line to Marie see Marie Lou. Lou. but, uh, Alexandra Bracken, I did not get the chance to go and get her autograph. And she was just there chatting up with Victoria Aveyard, um, in the afternoon. And I wanted so badly to go over there and talk to them, but I was like, no, I can't. So, oh, well.
0: But then, so after that, um, we went to different panels. Yeah. So... Well, you went to a panel and I had in and out Yeah, I went to a panel.
1: I went to a panel. It was called Y'all Craft, So You Want to Write a Series. And that one had um, a bunch of authors that I did not know, um, except for Lindsay Cummings. She wrote The Murder Complex. And I do, I I mean, I was familiar. I haven't read that book, but I was familiar with it. Um, But it was really cool and kind of interesting to hear about, like, the challenges that go into writing a series. And they sort of talked about what a new author might want to do when they're like trying to get their book signed or when they're trying to get their books sold and how they might want to go about maybe writing writing a standalone with series potential um that was just kind of like interesting ideas and stuff like that so i really like that and i got to meet Lin- Lindsay cummings either husband or fiance or boyfriend i think husband yeah i don't know he i was just sitting next to him and we started chatting it up and he seemed like a nice guy I didn't meet her, though, but I met her husband. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the panel that you went to?
0: I went to... Um, it was called I Ship It. And it w- was um, led by Margaret Stoll and Veronica Roth. And Marie Lou was there. S.J. Jones. Uh, Marie- Maureen Gu and Melissa De La Cruz. And that was hilarious. They talked about... You know, what inspired them to start writing. And the funniest thing about that was Marie Lou recounting how she started writing fanfic at age eight about leaving Sonich the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> I loved this. You, <laughs> told, yeah, you told me this earlier, but yeah, yes. you should go ahead and talk about it again.
0: I'm just going to look it up in my notes to so make sure I get it right. Uh, yeah, so she, um, she said she was a gamer when she was a kid. And her first fanfic ever she wrote at age eight and it's about Sonic the Hedgehog. And so everybody knows Sonic the Hedgehog is super fast and that's a super power, he's super speedy. And so this fake was about Sonic (laughs) being hit by a tree and the tree broke both of his legs (laughs) and this left the poor, you know, poor Sonic the Hedgehog without, you know, being stuck in bed, thinking about what his life was going to be like now, now that he couldn't run anymore. And I have to say, Veronica Roth was very impassioned about this. Wondering at how, at age eight, Marie Lu was having these, like, thoughts of existential crisis (laughs) in fanfic. I just
1: think it's so funny. Like, just the image of Sonic the Hedgehog running around and all of a sudden a tree breaking his legs.
0: It was, (laughs) I'm like 99% sure that that was exactly it. I say ninety nine because I was laughing. We all were, and I might have missed something, but I'm pretty sure that that was pretty much the gist of it.
1: That's pretty great.
0: Um, yeah. So it, it was more about you know, fan, like what makes a fandom, or how do you know you're in a fandom? does it involve just cosplay or like, um, some of the things that were brought up was if you have merchandise, you've cried about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you write fanfic, if you're into cosplay, you and you're constantly like reblogging it. Or posting something about it on Tumblr. That's how you know, like, you know, you're in the fandom, or how it starts. It's it's a really, it wasn't really. Com- it was kind of complex-ish, and then this is something. Uh, JJ and Marie Lu are huge Mozart fans.
1: Really, Interesting. yes,
0: and they are in that their own small fandom. <laughs> yeah, and the
1: Mozart fandom and
0: the Alexander Hamilton fandom way before. Hamilton, the musical came out. They were very adamant about the oh, about the,
1: pre- about, uh, the yes, actual. Because apparently he, yes,
0: because apparently he is the best looking. <laughs> or, and I believe their words were "hottest founding father."
1: So they've been in on this way before all the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yes, we talked about OTPs and about you know if they've ever been embarrassed, you know themselves, you know meeting other you know authors what, or
1: what is an OTP?
0: When you pairing.
1: Wow. How do you know? <laughs> actually have heard that term before, but I. Wow. It's
0: one true pairing! Uh. Like Veronica. <laughs> there are a lot of things <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's been a long day, too. I'm sorry. Okay, keep going.
0: Um, so Margaret Stoll said her OTP was on solo on her. Nice. Uh, Veronica Ross said Dreary. Um, uh, Melissa said Romini. <laughs> Marie-Lou said Neville and Luna. Marine said Veronica and Logan. And then JJ said Anne and Gilbert Blythe. From Anne of Green Gables, for those of you young people out there who might not have read. That series is a really good book. I have also not read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'll forgive that one. I won't forgive OTP though, because we read from... <laughs> yeah,
1: I should know that.
0: Do you know who the OTP in The Hunger Games is?
1: what the is and what it is in the hungry yes lemming well, I mean, Katniss and Peeta yes okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind here I mean I gotta be honest the romance stuff is like my le- not my least favorite it's like the stuff I usually don't pay as much attention to when I'm reading mm-hmm. which is kind of ridiculous when I think about it because like that's half of what young adult fiction is yes so. OTPs <laughs> Anyway, let, let's move on from. Okay, let's go to another <laughs> one.
0: Um, and then I went to an. I was a back-to-back panel, and I. It was called alternative, <laughs> alternate facts, alternate, alternate futures, ready post-dystopian.
1: Right, I was at that one too.
0: Yeah, you were mm-hmm. at that one too. And so they're talking about you know how you know important is it you know that teenagers or young adults start realizing you know what, you know what's what's the truth or what is your own truth, and that. And then figuring it out. And Veronica...
1: Veronica Roth said this, was the host, or moderating that Yeah, one. she
0: was moderating it, yeah. but it was more being really impassioned about stuff right. instead of moderating. Her her words about, you know, finding out what the truth was, was uh, that basically... In like, or her version of, you know, what the truth of a dystopian novel is. Is that, you know, the protagonist is you like you're a teenager. For example, Tristan for... And it's, um you know, the world has lied to me, and now I am trying to fix it.
1: Right. <laughs> no, that one was really good. And um just a lot of fun. And the that was one of, like, three, really, that were, and we'll talk about the other two in a second, but that was very politically relevant. They kind of went out of their way to name these panels after, like, current events and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, and that was kind of interesting, too, because they did bring in some of the more current event type of things, and they did talk a bit more about uh, recent political yeah. and also how like developments, even though they apparently weren't supposed to. I don't know. But they did anyway, and it was very interesting to kind of hear their take yeah. on, on all of those things.
0: And also, they were talking about how, you know, it's, you know, the real, you know, you said it got sort of political and sort of, like, went on a tangent... I and mean, they did bring up a good point that, you know, it's kind of mimic, like, you know, the world, our real world is kind of mimicking their dystopian novels.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the things that was interesting to me, because in this one especially, they were saying, like, you know, we were writing fiction, but in their minds, they feel like, and a lot of people, they feel yeah. like that dystopian genre has become realist. Yeah. In recent months.
0: it's It becomes relevant. It's not so much as... You know it's still fiction but it's not as you know fictitious as it's not know, as
1: outlandish it, as it as it might have seemed yes even because, just a year ago
0: yeah because we can now more or less relate to it in the, you know in a distant way but still it's the relation is still there
1: yeah, that was one of the big things i got from that yeah. panel it was just very interesting how Yeah,
0: like these panels were they were i mean they were fun and they were funny but they were still kind of deep at the same time mm-hmm. and made you think and made you you know
1: well, the one that I thought that really stuck out, because this one, the Alt Facts, Alt Futures, it was fun and funny, but yeah. still, of course, serious, but the one that really went deep was the one we went to after.
0: Yeah, The Persisters?
1: No, I was thinking The Resistance, writing The Resistance. Oh, that one, yeah, that one too. That one, um, that was really interesting, and that that was all about, uh, they had Victoria Aviard on there, and yeah. more authors, so I cannot remember their names.
0: In our defense, they are, you know, I guess, you know, they are YA writers, but- you know for maybe for an older audience well one
1: of them wrote aristotle and dante i can't remember the title of that book but that one's really popular but he was um he was very interesting and everything that he said i felt like was very profound like you have victoria Aveyard would be speaking and stuff and and the others and on that panel and it's not like they're not what they weren't saying was profound or eloquent but just like that that was one of the interesting things too like you really got to see like the personality of the authors come out and this yeah. individual every time he spoke it was like he was reading from a book yeah <laughs> and not just speaking I, I, I
0: was, his name was Benjamin yeah Benjamin Alire Sainz that was his name yes
1: yeah every time he opened his mouth it seriously was like he was actually
0: It was very, quoting a book yes but it was his own words right and then it was so good nobody wanted to answer the question after but one of the
1: things i i really liked because they were talking about um anger right Mm -hmm. and how like people who are usually i mean kind of by resistance they're talking about people i guess who are like politically active and who are trying to fight i guess some like establishment issues that are in our society and our culture and they kind of talked about how anger plays a role in roll into that and one of the things that stuck out to me that he specifically said was you know anger is a secondary emotion it is and for he was saying what what it really is it's it's a reaction to being hurt
0: yeah it's kind of like a mask to being hurt you know it's easier to to be angry than to admit you know you've been vulnerable and you're hurt
1: i just thought that was really profound and i thought it was like a really um, I mean I might have heard that before I've heard people say that but never, just as, eloquently as, never as eloquently as him um, but I mean it just kind of made me think too like you know when you when you're reading these books and stuff I guess it kind of gave it helped me better understand where these writers are coming about or coming from when they're writing their books and that was one thing like Victoria Aveyard for example mentioned like she's gotten a lot of criticism for her books being political
0: so much i mean i i i will admit that i have not read the red queen series but i do follow her on twitter and tumblr and the 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 kind of messages she gets you know some of them are polite some of them are you're like but why did you write it like this they're not rude some of them are very rude but the way she replies back with such grace and such, you know, she tries, she does try to look at both points of view. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she'd be like, okay, but I'm, I'm trying to do this, but I also need you to see it from my point of view. And so she gets so much, and it was a different kind of panel too, because they're talking about, you know, how do you fight stereotypes right. that are unfortunately, you know, true, but that don't apply to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: they they did bring that up and you know, or how do they get backlash, you know, because a lot of these, uh. Um, about half of the people on the panel were people of color. Yeah. And so uh, an audience member asked him, you know, have you had to deal with backlash from your own community? Mm-hmm. Mr. Benjamin, who always speaks eloquently, said that he has, in fact, you know, received so much, you know, um, backlash from his own community, or from you know, angering racist. These are his words. Racist people, you know that, you know he's not afraid of criticism anymore. You know, see that he does not fear anything. And I think you have to be such a, you know, strong person and, you know, understand so much about, I don't even know how to put it into words, <laughs> <laughs> or be so open and so comfortable in, you know, who you are, even though what you, who you are isn't considered to be the norm by, you know, our society.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to be so comfortable in, in your own self, to not be afraid.
1: Yeah. Just all in all, I, I feel like that panel was very... I mean, that one was a bit different from the other ones I, I went to because there was less joking around and stuff, and it was really very deep and yeah, more... it was mainly an older... It was. It was not Mainly an,
0: older audience. Yeah,
1: even an older audience was there as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So just like, yeah, it was just very interesting and really, really profound. And for me, I think I just loved kind of learning about the force that drives these authors to... Introduce the themes that they do in their works. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we usually hear things like, "Oh, you know, you know, I had this idea when I was a kid." Blah blah blah. blah. But then you hear them talking about, you know, it's a deeper sort of meaning of why,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why they were inspired, how they were inspired, and like Victoria Aveyard mentioned that you know, a lot of people she gets criticized for her books being so political, but when in reality, you know, she basically got these ideas from you know her parents being teachers and you know. She picked up these ideas from her own life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and from what she sees and what she's experienced. And it has nothing whatsoever to do with politics, no, even though people see it that way. Right. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. So that was that was a really cool one, and then my personal favorite was the one that you brought up earlier, the Persisters. The Persisters, that and was great. that was Victoria Avard
0: Victor was moderating, and I say that very lightly.
1: <laughs> but you have Victoria Avard, Alexandra Bracken, and Danielle mm-hmm. Page, and I thought they did amazing. They and the did. Persisters, um, that was the topic was feminism. Uh, I think the official title of the panel was womanhood, and writerhood
0: yeah it basically has to deal with, deal with like you know the sort of like the struggles and you know as the experience of a female author in, you know in an overall you know male dominated literary word world and then especially like in the ya you know sphere mm-hmm. also yeah and then talking all about this and they mentioned how you know print uh they were asking you know, who who they're inspired by and they mentioned you know princess leia yeah, but because they because she did redefine what a princess is. You know, it's not always, you know, tiaras. And again, I haven't seen Star Wars. Never nimble. You haven't seen Star Wars. You know what OTP was. <laughs> OK, but, but see, it might have been Star Wars, the cultural thing. I have to watch it to know what it happen. OK, oh, I know what happens. <laughs> anyway, back to my point that, you know, she was redefining what a princess is. And, you know, every little girl knows that Princess Leia is kind of, you know, badass, You know, and... You know, it's kind of cool, you know, because... We have all these images of princess and a dress and you sing with birds or, you know... You have to be rescued by a prince or, you know, whatnot, but... And we're we're kind of told, you know, a princess is this, but Leia goes, you know... I can be the princess and still do this and do this and do this and do that.
1: I can be the princess but still fight in the resistance.
0: Exactly. And then, um if you're brought up with a good uh, point, you know, that in, that we do have, you know, three more or less main women to thank for, you know, opening, you know, sort of like the floodgates for more female authors in the YA oh, world. Oh, yeah, I really liked this, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she mentioned, um, you know, she said that there were three women juggernauts, her words, not mine, um, you know, J.K. Rowling, Suzanne Collins, and Stephanie Meyer.
1: Right. And I really liked that, too, because... Stephanie Meyer, she gets so much flack. flack. And like, and you really, it's been a while, but there was a, it was like a few years ago. She actually published a, a blog post, I think a little bit about mm-hmm. that. I don't remember why she did, but she just kind of mentioned like kind of how, you know, while she saw all that success, there was also this huge negativity. wave of, yeah, negativity that, that really, I think affected her life. Yeah. And, um, sometimes we forget that she really revolutionized
0: young adult yeah, she literature. Did. Yeah, I mean, and I think it like kind of gets mixed up with the movies, which is kind of sad. Hey, you know the movies? Yeah, I mean, okay, granted, we we're all kind of in high school when we read Twilight. <laughs> I read Twilight in high school. Not gonna lie, but you know, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it now that we're older, you're kind of like, okay, it's kind of a weird story plot. That's maybe like not the best. But you do have to admit that, you know, at one point in time, it was the best for you and you got sucked into it. And you know, a write, a good writer can do that with you. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, she only gets, you know, uh, judged on what she wrote with the Twilight series. I mean, she wrote The Host, and I think that is a brilliant book, which is very underrated by so many people, which I think y'all should go read it. And I think she did write another book.
1: She wrote The, the Chemist, Chemist, which just came out. Yeah. yeah, which
0: I haven't read it yet, but I mean, when I get the chance, I will. Because I did like, you know, I will, I did like her Twilight writing, and I loved, absolutely loved The Host. So, you know, I think, you know, we think, you know, female authors, we think Suzanne Collins, we think J.K. Rowling, and we do forget Stephanie yeah. Meyer. And and
1: that's, and, you know, even Victoria said, you know, whatever you might think of those books, and there are criticisms of, like, Twilight, for example, and whether or not they're valid, you know, that that's not really important, at least in this conversation, the idea, or that's at least it kind of seemed to be what Victoria Aveyard was saying um, and I think I would agree mm-hmm. what the point is the that, point is that there, here we had a female author strike it yeah, huge she, and yeah, I mean she Twilight
0: broke bound. she kind of broke the boundary and you know made it realize you know okay you know we can all do it mm-hmm. it's not just kind of like a one hit wonder kind of thing right. it's not just J.K. Rowling because right. I think up until, until that point you know they did point out you know that, that you know girls and women and young females only had to you know Jane Austen, you know, mm-hmm. Emily Bronte, Emily Dickinson, you know, to read. And then there was Harry Potter. And that was it. You know, I don't really remember any other female authors growing up reading them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then, you know, Twilight comes out, and then you kind of it kind of opens your worlds to, like, oh, well, I wonder if, you know, if there are other female writers, other you know, it just, she did kind of, you know, spread it out open.
1: Right. And I, and like, it was just like a small comment, but yeah, that was one thing that stuck out to me. But the real point was like, because of those really three leading pioneers, like YA is very much like led today by women by women
0: by, by female authors which, which, is which is a great thing yeah
1: it's 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 really cool so yeah i think that i really loved that panel i thought it was that panel was great i wasn't expecting i mean i i was, imagined it would be good but like man i wasn't ex- i think that was my favorite panel and <laughs> i think i, I came to. out
0: saying okay i was like okay because i joke around and i really do admire victoria Aveyard for you know keeping her i mean maybe she just keeps her cool on social media and like behind the screen freaks out and, yells at the computer <laughs> like we all like we normal humans do but um you know she keeps her cool you know she gets all these nasty comments on social media but she does keep her cool she keeps collected she does try to see things from all points of view and she does kind of use her platform i mean she's aware that you know she's a public persona so she has a certain level of influence on people whether she realizes or not but she does you know stand up for her beliefs and you know we are not going to get political here but, you know, she does stand up for, you know, equality and, you know, what's right. And, you know, she doesn't think something is right in our her, in her government. So, she knows she tweets about it. She reblogs it and she makes all these comments and at the same time stands up to all these trolls. And I already admired her for that because I would not be able to keep that, you know, my cool for that long. And I came out of this panel saying, you know, I want to be Victoria dictator when I grow up, <laughs> even though we're like two two or three years apart in age. <laughs> i want to be here now like I want, I want to be her when i grow up yeah she was pretty great yeah and i think like i think you know that the couple of you know I got, I got a couple of quotes that i really want to tweet on my own <laughs> but um and i think the, the biggest one they asked each other we you know what is a strong character female character and victoria said you know don't be the sidekick be the hero of your own story right I think is a great message, you know, not just if you're gonna, if you're an aspiring writer, and you want to write, but you know, for oneself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like don't, you know, you can set up, you know, and for your own beliefs. Yeah, yeah, support, you know, a bigger character, but you know, you still are you, you still are a person whose, you know, opinions and beliefs and views are completely totally valid, totally right. valid. And then we went to SmackDown.
1: <laughs> smackdown. yes so the big grand finale of y'all west which was a lot of fun
0: just basically like all the authors well, or most of the authors come you know come in at the end of the night basically for games and you know dramatic readings and it's so much fun if you ever get the chance to come out to y'all west uh, do or i don't know if they do it at y'all fest but if they do you know go to the smackdown it's hilarious. Um, they had Veronica Roth and and Alex, Alex London moderating. They came out in pajamas, which I kind of (laughs) wanted one, but I'm kind of on a budget. They came out, you know, they had, uh, they had authors reading their first fanfics and their first, you know, literary works, which included poems and very angsty stories. Things that
1: they wrote when they were like kids and that weren't, a lot of them not very good, but which made them very funny um today it, yeah <laughs> which i don't know if you've ever heard of the uh oh my gosh what is it called the it's a podcast called things i wrote as a child or something like that i don't know it's something like that and it that's what it reminded me of and it was hilarious just kind of reading the different things i don't remember the name of the author but one of them it was a guy wrote one about this weird vampire story that he had written what? when he was like 15 or something Lars and um Dex, Dex. <laughs> Dexter! Dexter. <laughs> yeah. About this kid who wanted to become a vampire and went to this guy named Dexter's house who was a vampire. And the whole thing was just very strange, but yeah. it was very funny.
0: It was, yeah. There was a really sweet one, though, about him getting rid of The Phantom of the Opera and, like,
1: the poem. When he, like. Oh, there was one kid, or one kid. Author. One, one author. When he was
0: a kid, got rejected. Like, he was dancing with this girl, I guess. I,
1: they showed their prom, or like a, a, like a, a, school a school dance, dance photo or something, Yeah. yeah
0: and you know i guess after that he asked her to be his girlfriend and she said no and then so he went i guess home very kind of heartbroken and
1: he wrote the saddest poem
0: poem. in the world and it was very lovely for a sixth grader (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: actually for a sixth grader it was it was very good yeah it was
0: very good i i wish i remembered
1: his name but um
0: i have the pictures on my camera and and, you know but it was really really good
1: Um, they also played a few games, the they did... Taboo. Uh, taboo. Which Victoria
0: Aveyard was very passionate about. Yes, yeah, she
1: was extremely passionate about that. Uh, they played The best um, part of that was when um, the girl, they had a girl, an audience member I guess, yeah. um, helping Victoria Aviard out and trying to like describe yeah. the the books or... Yeah, if
0: you never played Taboo, yeah. basically you have a word or a phrase or the name of a title or the title of a book or a song or whatever. And then you have a list of words you can't say that's related to, you know, the phrase that the other person is trying to guess. And so the authors are sitting down, and an audience member is trying to, you know, give them clues to guess, you know, without using the words on the list. And it just so happened, and there's a tie, was it the tiebreaker? Was,
1: no, the no, tiebreaker no, no, no. was Percy Jackson. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and so this girl had to, you know, tell Victoria Aveyard, you know, how to help Victoria Aveyard guess the title, which was Red Queen. And she couldn't say Victoria Aveyard, king, queen, point at her, Victoria Aveyard.
1: That part was just really funny when... Yeah, I just really thought it was funny when...
0: Oh, and Lee Bardugo. She's like... Lee
1: Bardugo was really into it too. She was in the audience, but she was just like Yeah, she
0: beat Veronica Roth the first year. Rhea? Yes.
1: So that's why there was like that bitterness there. You could like feel the the tension. Um,
0: (laughs) And then they played and I Have Never... Oh, have, or... Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. That's yes. how I know the name. The game. And uh-huh. uh, the funniest one had me... I don't know about you, yourself, but it had me in tears. Which one was it? <laughs> um, Never Have I Ever Broken, had both my feet broken at the same time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I, I can't remember the name of this author, and I'm sorry if he ever listens to this podcast. But, um, he's talking about, you know, how he was the only one in, like, a group of like... <laughs> <plenty. was> funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, like, 12 or 13 authors. And... You know, he had explained, you know, the context of, you know, how did he have both of the feet broken at the same time. And they so was talking about how he was kicking his sister in the knee. I don't think it was... I thought it was just some kid. Well, he was kicking somebody in the knee. And broke his foot. And broke his left foot. And he doesn't recommend kicking anybody in the knee. So he's hobbling around on crutches and a foot in his... In a, like, stuck in a cast. And then... Was he, I think he was, then I think his, he said his sister was attacking oh, him. Yeah, his sister's attacking him. And so he's hobbling around on crutches. Trying to get away. Yeah, and so he ends up hitting, I think, his right foot against the cast of the left foot and breaking both feet at the exact. You know, now he has.
1: Then he broke his right foot. So he's yeah.
0: hobbling around on crutches and casts for six months. <laughs> That's two thirds of a school year. Was he like eight? He was young. I think it was in eighth grade. Okay, eighth grade. So maybe like but, yeah. twelve, That's, thirteen, uh-huh. like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So imagine being a thirteen or fourteen-year-old boy hobbling around in crutches and both and feet in and both both feet in casts. I mean, our our version isn't as funny, but his was it was hilarious. It was pretty funny. I was in tears. We
1: also learned that James Dashner is a superhero.
0: Yes, he saved a five-year-old boy from being smushed by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a yeah. That was just an interesting story. I guess he there was this five-year-old kid who ran into the street and he grabbed the kid alright as a bus. He grabbed the kid right as the as a bus uh drove ba- by yeah. so
0: and then took them to police station because he didn't know where the parents were right so. <laughs> it's
1: such a weird random story um but yeah
0: um, it's pretty cool uh, lee
1: bardugo auditioning uh, for to be a power ranger oh yeah we also learned that Lee <laughs> yeah lee bardugo she wanted to be the yellow
0: power ranger yes because when she was younger she and said. she actually
1: auditioned like with the tape and everything yeah, yeah. Which um, they didn't show show us, but that would have been funny. Yeah,
0: that she knows she was um she grew up here in LA and people in LA are asking other people to audition for stuff and she took she was proficient at Taekwondo when she was younger. And so she went in to audition as Trini for all the youngsters who don't know what the heck I'm talking about. That's the yellow Power Ranger in the original series. When they used like the toy dinosaurs, but they looked really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um and we have a lot, clearly she, didn't get the part. I think it's all good now though. Yeah. I don't think she minds too much.
1: We we it, had she actually gotten the part of like a yellow the yellow Power well, Ranger. Who knows where? There might not be a Six of Crows.
0: Yeah, who knows? What would have happened? <laughs> the funniest thing. I have not laughed so hard. Shannon Hale. Oh yes. And Brandon Rikes. Yes. How Red- did how did I forget this? <laughs> did a very dramatic. Reverse role, reading of Twilight.
1: They, they, Veronica Roth apparently found this very strange.
0: No, what was no, was the actual. Thing. That was the
1: actual script. Yes. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I have the movie. It's movies. been a long time since I last saw the yeah. Twilight movie. Yeah. But okay, well, she took a bit of the Twilight movie. It's the
0: scene where they're in the forest and Bella has figured out that
1: Edward, Edward is, is a vampire. vampire. Yeah.
0: And so it's, Shannon
1: it's, Hale and Brandon Ricks had never read the script, so like they were reading it for the first time in front of us and simultaneously yeah. acting it out with Shannon Hale as Edward, and Brandon Ricks as Bella. Bella.
0: <laughs> it was the funniest thing, and I wish we could have recorded it. But in all honesty, if I had tried, it would have just been completely shaky cam because I was <laughs> laughing too
1: hard. I think the best part of it was um, Edward shows her that. His skin is. Sparkling.
0: Oh, I took a picture. I actually took sh- a really good picture of her posing for yeah, that. Shannon
1: Hale pose just very dramatically. Right. And then the next line was Bella saying, You're beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Which
0: Brendan Reichs. For the line, I could not do it. It came out really high pitched. He pissed. was
1: laughing so hard. He had such a hard time getting that line out. Because I think because of the way Shannon Hale was just posed. Yeah. And just the absurdity of the script.
0: The whole. Uh, the absurdity of the whole situation. Right. Because for I mean, Brendan Ranks is what, maybe six? feet tall shannon hale is uh, a couple of, you know maybe like half know. a foot taller than he is i mean shorter than he is sorry and so it's, you know like like see like a set directions indicate you know like bella you no know, edward pulls bella into the forest and it's like this tiny woman trying to pull this big old man <laughs> across the stage yeah
1: that, that was, was really funny that
0: was great and then margie stole and her angsty Poems. Yes. About hating shopping. I shop you.
1: <laughs> yes. She had this very interesting. I mean, we could probably recite the whole poem. It was, shop, shop, shop.
0: I hate. I was it like, sh- I hate shopping. Or. I thought
1: it was like shop, shop, shop. I shop you. <laughs> I shop you. I shop you. <laughs> that was the poem. That
0: was one. Cause it was three mini poems. It was an
1: angsty poem about They're, shopping.
0: They were all angsty. Yeah, they were.
1: So. Yeah, overall...
0: Smackdown was pretty good. Smackdown, Smackdown was always hilarious. a good time. And
1: that's how we ended Y'all West. Yeah.
0: Way.
1: It was... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we
0: got a couple of things, you know, to give away.
1: We got lots of stuff. And I got a ton of arcs and books. I don't know what I got. I just was getting whatever was... You
0: handed it to you? <laughs> yeah. I, have, I think I might have gotten, like, two or three arcs, and those are just, like, pamphlets, like, little booklets.
1: Oh, yeah, and we got some of those as well. Uh-huh.
0: And I won an. Was it was an owl crate box. Yeah, you
1: got an owl crate box. <laughs>
0: I was killing time, and I'm like, why not? And I gave like the laziest of like turns to spin the wheel thing. I'm like, okay, yeah. And there you go. I won a box. Yeah.
1: So I'll probably be giving away like most of the arcs that I got. Yeah. Um I might read a couple. Of them. We'll see. I I don't know, cause like I said, I don't even know what I got. I just... Yeah. I know I got something, so I'm gonna have to sit down and read that. <laughs> but.
0: Yeah, so we got, hopefully we have a couple of giveaways. I, I got a couple of posters for uh, the upcoming, upcoming movie of Everything Everything. Oh, nice. And then, a, um, I um I got like three or four. And then um, a couple of posters for a Cassandra Clare thing. I'm not into the Cassie Clare fandom, <laughs> so I have no idea what it's for, but I'm pretty sure some of you Cassandra Clare fans will want it. They're really large posters, so was it lady
1: midnight or something no like that idea. i don't know <laughs> i no I, I, I also she's written too many well, of those shadow hunters well, books see, i have a hard time keeping up with I don't everything even know if
0: I, was supposed, I don't even know if i was supposed to get, like, get in line to get them and just grab them
1: yeah there so. was one point where a panel was ending and they were handing out free books um to the people who were leaving and i wasn't in the panel but i was like hmm and so i just like kind of went and like made you turn. I, I got into the line <laughs> that was exiting, and I grabbed the book. And even though I wasn't in the panel, so yeah.
0: Like we didn't get any free food. Like they're giving away pizza.
1: Oh yeah, they were giving away pizza and, and donuts,
0: and donuts. But the line was too long for that. So.
1: Right. No, that was a huge line for the donuts. That's an
0: insane line. <sighs> we did miss the the Quidditch though.
1: Yeah, UCLA was doing Quidditch.
0: Scrimmage. And I guess they were going to like do like a lesson for novices afterwards. Right. We totally I've, missed that.
1: Yeah. I've seen a lot of Quidditch. I've actually been working on a Quidditch documentary the last year. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's anything else to say. I mean, we went through like the entire weekend, pretty yeah. much. It was a lot of fun. I
0: mean, we're probably going to... We, you know, we'll go into a lot more detail in our articles. Well, right. I, I will. I have, like four articles to write. right
1: so we'll have we have a recap post already up um just kind of going through bit by bit what we did while we were here um you're gonna write an article on
0: probably every panel like every <laughs> I <know> to, <laughs> except for the the one that got really deep right i didn't take notes on that one
1: yeah and toward the end like i was gonna do one on like all the writing panels but i just like missed half of them my day didn't go as planned, and I was like in a daze toward the end. So I'll probably be writing some sort of article, and then putting this podcast together. So, yeah, so
0: I'll be doing i yeah. th- I'll be doing four.
1: You're gonna write four articles?
0: Yeah, I want four. I want four panels. The I-, I Ship, it one, the alternate facts, alternate futures, <sighs> the persisters, and then Smackdown. It's a lot. Yeah.
1: Either way, by the time this episode comes out, there should be several, (laughs) yeah, and I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to see more, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have a handful of articles up on the website.
0: Hopefully, I'll get pictures up tomorrow on Instagram, Mm -hmm. i upload them from my camera to my computer.
1: On our Instagram, just look, search for Bookstacked, we're, I, I've already put up photos from Friday night, authors signing books for fans and stuff, so. So, think there's
0: enough space on Instagram.
1: Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Mm, that's everything yeah
0: we don't have anything other any other social media
1: (laughs) right um yeah we're gonna have stuff there so you want to see photos you want links to the articles and stuff you can do that or also check the show notes i'll be sure to link to different articles there otherwise yeah i think that's everything
0: and then we'll probably announce the giveaways yeah
1: and keep an eye out for the giveaways and also earlier in the year i got um signed copies of carve the mark and King's Cage, and I also have a signed copy of Ember in the Ashes, uh-huh. which we did a giveaway for, and I kid you not, the I cont- I pulled out three different winners, and none of them got back to me. Wow. So we're going to give that away again. Again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please respond. Right, so we've got all. great
1: giveaways coming up. We've got advanced reader copies, we've got a few signed bookmarks, posters, um... And then, yeah, signed copies of Daniel Page, Victoria Aveyard, Veronica Roth, um, Sabata here, and I think that's everything right now. Yeah. We'll probably do it slowly throughout the summer. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: Just keep an eye out on social media. Mm-hmm. Probably Twitter and Instagram would be the best place to keep an eye out.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um, I think other than that, we're... We've covered everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh. Subscribe to us on Apple Pod. I. It's not called iTunes anymore. Like they've separated.
0: I have no idea.
1: Yeah. I don't. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast. Or just go to the app, just go to your
0: iTunes thing and then type. Go to the Apple Store and type in podcasts. Right. <laughs> in the search bar, that that might help.
1: Subscribe to this podcast. Um. Please leave us a review on Apple slash iTunes. Apple Podcast slash iTunes. Um, Because that really helps people find our our podcast and follow us on Twitter yeah. at Bookstack and
0: Instagram as well so- and
1: Instagram also at Bookstack and just search for us on Facebook and you will find us. Yeah. So, yeah. thanks for listening to this Y'all West recap. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.